Welcome to Exodus 25. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they take an offering for me. From everyone whose heart makes him willing, you shall take an offering. This is the offering which you shall take from them, gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins, dyed, goat skins dyed red, and sea cow hides, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all of its furniture, even so you shall make it. They shall make an ark of acacia wood. Its length shall be two and a half cubits, its width a cubit and a half, and its height. You shall overlay it with pure gold. You shall overlay it inside and outside, and you shall make a gold molding around it. You shall cast four rings of gold for it and put them in its four feet. Two rings shall be on the one side of it and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the side of the ark to carry the ark. The poles shall be in the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. You shall put the covenant which I shall give you into the ark. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length and a cubit and a half its width. You shall make two cherubim of hammered gold. You shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at the one end and the one cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim on its two ends of one piece with the mercy seat. The cherubim shall spread out their wings upward, covering the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces toward one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the covenant that I will give you. There I will meet with you, and I will tell you from above the mercy seat, um, from between the two cherubim which are on the ark of the covenant, all that I command you for the children of Israel. You shall make a table of acacia wood. Its length shall be two cubits, and its width a cubit, and its height one and a half cubits. You shall overlay it with pure gold, and make a gold moulding around it. You shall make a rim of a hand width around it. You shall make a golden moulding on its rim around it. You shall make four rings of gold for it, and put the rings in the four corners that are on its four feet. The rings shall be close to the rim for places for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold, that the table may be carried with them. You shall make its dishes, its spoons, its ladles, and its bowls with which to pour out offerings. You shall make them of pure gold. You shall set bread of the presence on the table before me always. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be made of hammered work. Its base, its shaft, its cups, its buds, and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. There shall be six branches going out of its sides, three branches out of the lampstand on out of its one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of its other side. 
Three cups made like almond blossoms in one branch, a bud and a flower, and three cups made like almond blossoms in the other branch, a bud and a flower. So for the six branches going out of the lampstand, and in the lampstand four cups made like almond blossoms, its buds and its flowers, and a bud under the two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, for the six branches going out of the lampstand. Their buds and their branches shall be of one piece with it, all of it one beaten work of pure gold. You shall make it lamps, make its lamps seven, and they shall light its lamps to give light to the space in front of it. Its snuffers and its snuff dishes shall be of pure gold. It shall be made of a talent of pure gold with all these accessories. See that you make them after the pattern which has been shown to you on the mountain. Wow, um, that was actually hard to read. And um, the uh, we're now at the part where God has decided he wants a sanctuary. You know, he wants somewhere to dwell. And now, of course, God can't really dwell anywhere physical. God isn't actually even physical himself. And later on, Solomon prays when the temple is built, much later in the Bible, and he says, Lord, even the heavens cannot contain you. How can this building we have built contain you? So it's true. But what God really wants is a physical thing that the children of Israel can see so that they know that he's with them. And there's reasons for this. It's because God is establishing types and shadows. And so there's an ultimate reality which isn't physical, but God wants there to be physical things to teach us about the ultimate reality. So the tabernacle is this building, and it's, it's more of a tent. It's not a building itself, and it's a precursor to a temple that's going to be built later. And this tabernacle is going to be with the children of Israel for about 500 years. It's going to be built here in the desert, we're going to learn all about the building of it in the chapters ahead. They're going to take it with them into the promised land. It's going to be set up at a place called Shiloh, and it's going to be there for about 300 years. And um, then David's going to bring it to Jerusalem at a certain point when he, make, when he makes Jerusalem his capital. And then later on, Solomon's going to build a temple. And right now in Shiloh, there's an archaeological dig going on at the site of the former tabernacle, and they are finding the most fascinating stuff. And um, they discovered that the, the tabernacle was shifted th three times a year. And the archaeologists, there's YouTube videos on this from the Associates for Biblical Research. And you can see some of their videos on Shiloh. And they, uh, their suspicion is that they would move the tabernacle depending on the prevailing wind. So they'd situate it in different places at different times of the year. So it's a tent. You could pack it up and you could move it. And they did. They moved it regularly. And so anyway, there's more interesting things they've found at Shiloh that you can look up. But, but as humans, we often use metaphor to give a bigger or more elaborate meaning. So we would say something like, it's raining cats and dogs. We don't really mean there's cats and dogs coming down, but we just mean it's really raining. <laughs> so we, we use metaphors and was God what? Now God uses metaphor as well in the Bible. But God also uses types and shadows. So he uses a physical thing, which is real, to talk about something which is the true reality. Something that's the ultimate 
real. See, it's, it's like you can have various levels of reality. Physical things are real, but um, there's something that's even more real than the physical thing. So God is the ultimate reality, but he's not physical. And um, God said to Adam and Eve, in the day that you sin, you shall die. Well, you know, they ate, and, but they were still alive. We see they were physically alive. That was a reality, but they were spiritually dead. That was the true reality. And so that we see all the way through the Bible these types and shadows. And so the tabernacle is a type and a shadow of something else. And so are all the furnishings. And so we've now got the first three pieces of furniture mentioned. The Ark of the Covenant, and that's the famous piece of furniture. And the Ark just simply means box, the box of the covenant, the covenant box, the box with the lid that comes off and you can put the covenant in, which would be, of course, the Ten Commandments. And there's also the Book of the Covenant, which was all the things that God said that Moses wrote down. And so um, we've got here... Um, these three pieces of furniture that are made in this chapter, or they're described as this is what they had to make, the Ark of the Covenant, the table of showbread, and the, the golden lampstand with the branches, the menorah. So these are all described here, how they're going to be made. And the thing that I think is the most, the biggest, the most obvious, easily, easy takeaway here for us in this chapter is right at the beginning where God says to Moses, he says that he wants to take an offering because they're going to build a tabernacle and he wants people to contribute. So he asks for gold and silver and precious stones like onyx and acacia wood and, and you know, the leather for, for building things. And he wants linen, blue and red and scarlet and, and incense. And he, he, they ask for all these things. And God says only those who are willing um, are to bring. You know, people are to give an offering if they want to. It's their choice. And I think this is fabulous. So we've got here the idea that God's going to build for himself a presence among his people and he wants his people to, to be a part of it. And I think that's the huge opportunity that we always have. This wasn't a one-off opportunity back then for those people. This is our opportunity now. God wants to do something in our midst. He wants to presence himself and he's asking for us to voluntarily give to that, to contribute to that. And we should do. And the most obvious way we can do that is by giving of our time in prayer. Say, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing. And we pray towards that end, that God would have um, uh, you know, his way with us, that he would presence himself among us as a people. But of course, we also give our money. We contribute to the work of God. And we give other things as well. There are times when we, we serve in other ways. And so the, we see all of this here, and the Lord loves it when it's done willingly. And so we're now about to begin this process of seeing the temple and the tabernacle and all of its furnishings established. So God's very, very systematic. You know, number one, children, you know, calls, calls Moses, children out of Israel, get them to the desert, get them safe, you know, establish, establish some law. Make a covenant with the people. Now that there's a covenant, we're going to build the tabernacle. And it's going to, this process is going to go on. Then there's going to be other laws. There's going to be the establishing of the priests and how the priests should worship. Then we're going to get to numbers. They're going to count the people, work out the fighting men, work out where they're going to be positioned, where do all everyone set up their tents. There's going to be a lot of organizing going on in getting this nation sorted. But what joy to be able to contribute to what God is doing. So Lord, help us. 
to be contributors to your cause. Just like these Israelites had the chance to contribute to the building of the tabernacle, Lord, we want to contribute to what you're doing too. So Lord, inspire us. Fill our hearts with love. Lord, let our, let our lives be prayerful. Let us give um, free will offerings, Lord, that we're not forced into giving, giving of our time and our money and our energy and our heart and giving of honour, all sorts of things. Lord, help us to be people that do that and see the, the work of the Lord be established in our midst, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.